नमस्ते सो वी विश टू रीड सम प्रेयर्स एंड इफ यू सी दीज प्रेयर्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग दैट मेनी ऑफ दीज प्रेयर्स ऑफ द मदर आर बिटवीन द पीरियड ड्यूरिंग द पीरियड वेन द वर्ल्ड वॉज गोइंग थ्रू इट टर्म ऑयल एंड सो even though everywhere she doesn't mention about it but very evidently and some of the prayers of course she directly mentions about the turmoil the yagna how human beings were you know being sacrificed in a great uh, uh, fire which was like a world yagna going on but definitely these prayers which are written during a period when world was going through a great turmoil from 1912 the prayers start 1913 then specifically 1914 that's a time when you know uh, the uh, at least the trumpets and the bugle of the world war they are round the corner if it it has not actually started it's very close by and then it goes on for a period so we'll see that these prayers specifically written as her diary notes during the period when world was going in a deep intense turmoil uh, in fact much more than what we are experiencing today what we are experiencing today is a repetition of those events but in a much 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 smaller scale so we we can see for example between 1914 to 1920 the world was engaged in the uh, first great war and between 2014 to 2020 the world was on the brink of a third world war but it came back i mean earlier also it has been on the brink but this specific period when certain kinds of crisis whether it's the middle east or with china the world has been coming on the brink of the war and then it has receded back similarly we see that during this period 1918 to 1920 there was this spanish flu epidemic and again we see a very similar flu epidemic which has come but in a much 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 less 100 times less way uh, less powerful than what happened in 1918 so during this this period when the mother is praying she is showing us the way these are not random prayers for you know that we just do it just for our own progress these prayer contain within them the seed of a greater aspiration that when humanity is going through this turmoil uh, not only about ourselves what should be our attitude what should be our approach how should we look upon life and events and things so with this background we shall read some of the prayers last time we had read uh, one of the prayers and today we read uh, we read some portions from some of the prayers of 1912 and then we go on to uh, read one full prayer so this is a prayer dated november 19th 1912 and it ends with something very interesting so repeatedly the mother reminds us even in the agenda towards the end she says that what we have to learn when there is a state of confusion chaos disorder what we should do we should start seeing the divine everywhere and in everything she says that is the only truth the only safety all the rest is an illusion all the rest is a phantasmagoria all else is a distortion it is a way to frighten mankind it is a way to distract us but instead of getting distracted we should go still deeper instead of letting our consciousness come to the surface and be caught in the grip of fear and panic which is uh, creating probably a far greater danger because it's polluting the mind of man 
सो वाइल्ड वी आर क्लीनिंग अवर हैंड्स विद सैनिटाइजर्स विच इज गुड और विद सोप वाटर विच इज इक्वली गुड इट इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट दैट एट द एंड ऑफ द डे इट इज नॉट जस्ट अवर बॉडी दैट वी मस्ट क्लीन बट अवर माइंड स्पेस इट इज दैट्स वेयर द इन्फेक्शन स्टार्ट बिकॉज वेन ए मैन इज full of fear doubt suspicion driven by lust and greed and desire he is bound to be ill one way or the other it may not take the form of a pandemic it will take the form of individual diseases there will be disharmony we are so disconnected now we are being reconnected we are reconnected with nature we are reconnected with families we are reconnected with the larger family of the earth we reach out to millions who are all over the world and this kind of a rewiring is taking place and a reconnection is being established so the seeds of illness are within in some kind of inner dislocation or inner disharmony so we have to reconnect ourselves and the only way we can truly reconnect and unite with not only mankind but with the whole earth with whole creation is by discovering the one and all our attention must be focused on the one who is the indwelling universal in everything from the least grain of sand within the atom to the galaxies to the microscopic unseen article um, particles to the countless living creatures who are all in a wonderful chain actually if we look at it even this virus while it's okay they are driven by hostile energies but if we look at it the virus living in an animal does no harm it has arrived at a kind of relationship it is we when we tamper this balance when we tamper this balance of the uh, harmony that nature creates between each creature that's when the problem comes so we have been eating animals just for our own pleasure of the palate and uh, so these viruses have jumped probably they don't have enough host and they are entering human beings to get the life energy which they drew from the animals so we must understand that it's not just about the virus and the outer means which are okay they need to be worked upon and there are people working upon it but very important that our inner minds our minds are sanitized fully and what better way to sanitize the mind and also the body with uh, the nectar of the divine consciousness and that nectar is prayers and meditation see swami vivekanand once said very beautifully and almost prophetically that every day we must clean our bodies and clean our souls give it a bath you know taking a bath cleanliness was once upon a time a way of life in india i remember you know when you came back from uh, the shamshan ghat when you came from outside even when people came from abroad they were supposed to be sanitized you know people were supposed to take a bath with ganga jal with prayers and mantras and then come in because the consciousness of different places is different and it sticks now we have forgotten all that and uh, while it's okay world has moved one step further but we must remember that uh, as swami vivekananda says every day we must give bath to the body and the soul but if we don't have time for both give bath to the soul so every day we must spend some time in quiet contemplation and what we should contemplate this what she describes this is a prayer of november 19 1912 and the last passage thou art all everywhere and in all and this body which acts is thy body is thy own body just as is the visible universe in its entirety 
So she is reminding us that not only this body, but all bodies, human, animal, plants, rocks, minerals, mountains, rivers, and this whole universe, it is the body of the Lord. So instead of worrying and being afraid about this body, this is not our body, this life, it's not my life, this destiny, it's not my destiny. Let us hand it over to the divine because that is the truth. When we hand over the reins of the chariot, uh, as Arjuna did to Krishna, to the Lord, then why should we worry and be afraid about it? He will drive us. Even if there is a battle, we will go through it and win it because wherever there is Krishna, wherever there is Arjuna, there there is victory. This is how Gita summarizes itself. So we can say wherever there is the Divine Mother and wherever there is a child of the Divine Mother who depends entirely upon her, there is bound to be the victory. So this is the first sutra we have to sit in contemplation and contemplate this entire creation. Let's free our mind of this virus and disease coming from everywhere, from television, from WhatsApp messages and for a moment in the quietude contemplate this entire creation. From the galaxies to the atom, from the atoms to the galaxies, from those inanimate, what we call as inanimate objects, the rocks and the mountains and the rivers flowing with life, with the current of life and to uh, through plants and trees and animals and small animals to big animals and human life and the life of gods and the life of titans and all of them and everywhere in this universe, in all the universes, in this world and countless other worlds which are not yet visible in all of them, let us contemplate the divine presence. This vastness itself will liberate us. A moment of dwelling in this vastness is enough to free us of all fear, of all bondage, whether it be to ignorance or to sin. What really is error? What is ignorance? It is limiting ourselves to this, my little body. And if I am so afraid of preserving this body, then frankly, whether we live or we die, we remain in a state of gross ignorance. But to free ourselves from this bondage, to remember that we dwell not only in one body, but in every body of the universe, it is the same I which dwells. And we are everywhere and in all beings. This way, whatever is happening in us, a ray of hope, a ray of light, a drop of peace, a little love, a little compassion, which reach out to millions, millions, millions and be far more effective than whatever else we are doing outwardly for them. So I will read it again. Thou art all, everywhere and in all. And this body which acts is thy own body. Just as is the visible universe in its entirety. It is thou who breathest, thinkest and lovest in this substance which being thyself desires to be thy willing servant. In whatever way the mother wants to use this body, this is its only utility. Just preserving it, leading a long life, somehow managing ourselves, fighting one illness, then another, struggling through this passage, this is not life. It is a slavery. But to be free, to live only to be the divine servant, doesn't matter what may happen. It is not about the number of years we live. It is about the quality of life. Look at Abhimanyu. He is the youngest possibly who died in the great battle. 
but he is also the one who has immortalized himself through the ages. His sacrifice opened the door to the ultimate victory. So it's not about who is where and doing what and you know, just a mere survival that shrinks us. But to become wide, wide, free from fear, to contemplate the divine presence here, there, everywhere, in all events and circumstances. The next prayer, dated November 25th, November 26th, 1912. November 26th, 1912 has also a marvelous passage toward the end. Last three passages I'll read. It is thou that makest the experience fertile. Thou who renderest life progressive. Thou who compellest the darkness to vanish in an instant before the light. Thou who givest to love all its power. Thou who everywhere raisest up matter in this ardent and wonderful aspiration, in this sublime thirst for eternity. Faced with this challenge, I am sure matter is being upgraded. The cells are being upgraded. There are within cells, as Shudvindu notes in Savitri, all mighty powers are shut in nature cells. And they are bound to wake up in the face of this collective crisis. That is the way to deal with it. How do we boost our immune system? Within our body, within our cells, there dwells the divine presence. Once awake, there is nothing which can resist its influence and power. Thou, everywhere and always, nothing but thou, in the essence and in the manifestation. Not only the divine within, but in the entire manifestation, it is thou, the divine presence, who pervades all things, is everywhere and is leading everything towards the ultimate divine goal. That we should never doubt even for a moment. Never for a moment we should let go of this certitude of the divine victory. Rather we should prepare for it. And whatever is happening and will happen, things good or bad to our outer eye, things pleasant or things painful, whether it be through a joyous path or through struggle, humanity is going to take the next leap, the next step, which is the supramental creation. O shadow and illusion, dissolve. Let this shadow which has come over earth in the form of an illness, let it disappear. Let this fear which is enveloping earth, this panic that is gripping everybody's throat before the virus grips, let it disappear. It is an illusion. It is not the truth of things. O oh, suffering, fade and disappear. Lord Supreme, art thou not there? So this is a reminder. This suffering, this pain, this itself when we turn it within, can become like a sharp edge of sword Instead of being turned outside to an outer battle, but turned within to tear the wheels of ignorance and discover the divine presence who is all-pervading. That is the story of Prahlad. We know that Prahlad goes through a number of crises. He's, 
His father tries to throw him off the cliff, then gives poison, tries to burn him. But what is the state of Prahlad? He never for a moment loses trust. All the time he lives with the consciousness of the divine presence everywhere. He just keeps saying, Hari, 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 he is everywhere. And there is another way of life, Hiranyakashyap. He thinks he is God. Why? Because he, want, he had controlled all the outer conditions of life and death. See, that is the what we are being reminded, the lesson of humility, which a small little virus is giving us, that with all our technology, all our advancement, man thinks he is the leader, he is ultimate, he is the boss, he is, you know, our progress made us very arrogant in one direction, technological progress. And now we realize that this is, we, our life is so fragile and uncertain. And it's not that if we get over this virus, which of course we will. Both body immunity and outside work will be, we are going to get over probably just round the corner. But the important thing is not this. We'll always remain fragile and susceptible. How much ever technological advancement we may make, unless the body changes, unless this matter changes, life upon earth will remain precarious. Unless our ego-driven mind changes, unless our lust-driven, our pleasure-driven, our desire-driven life undergoes a change, there will always be conflict, disharmony, suffering, pain, anger, fear. So it is this that must change. So what is all this? This covers our true nature. That's why the mother calls it an illusion. It's like something which distorts the truth within. In truth, we are all divine. And that is what she is reminding us to bring out that core of divinity flaming in this entire creation and each one of us that brings it out from within helps this world move one step further and just as a little one flame can light up countless other flames you know when we light a lamp we light up a candle and from that we light up all others similarly one of us each one of us lighting this flame of aspiration and having courage can give it to the whole world. It's, it radiates as I keep saying, it is a reverse contagion, contagion of the beautiful things, of divine things that we must spread upon earth and in this creation. And the state, once again I will read which is needed for that is to contemplate the divine presence, everything everything and everywhere. Thou everywhere and always. Nothing but thou in the essence and in the manifestation. O shadow and illusion, dissolve. O suffering, fade and disappear. Lord Supreme, art thou not there? 